0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tea Time with Courtney. Just want to get a couple things off my mind real quick. You know, I'm sitting here, and, you know, I just sometimes think of things. I'm like, why do people lie, you know? Like, I just don't really understand why people lie. Like, for one, you know, if you see somebody do something, and then they do something totally opposite right after that, they should have did, like, I don't know before that or after that, you're like, wait a minute, why do they do that? Like for instance, like if someone tells you, oh, I got to cook, right? I'm about to go home and cook. And then you see them five minutes later and they're at the store, but then you call them like, cause they didn't see you. Like they didn't see that you seen them. So you call them like, oh, I thought you were cooking. What are you doing? They said, oh, well, I'm in the shower. Like, why does that even make sense? That doesn't make sense. Like, I just don't understand why people lie, though. Like, to me, besides just being a sin, I just hate to lie. I don't get it twisted. Like, if a bill collector calls me, I sure enough might say I'm not who I am because I don't want to pay the bill. Even though I haven't had calls like that for a long time. I'll, matter of fact, I wouldn't even really say it bill collectors anymore because now it's those stupid things like get extended car car warranty or you have a new warranty or whatever you want to call it it's always extended warranty and I always say yeah this isn't me or do you need better health insurance or we're calling you back about your credit cards and the lowered rates and you're like I don't even have a credit card how are you calling me like for what I mean, it's just... Now, those there's, there's instances, I may lie. I'm not going to say I had a lot. But I really strive not to lie. Like, I really dislike lying because I hate when anybody lies to me because that just seems, like, so disrespectful. And then I hate to have to... Like, I feel like I hate to have to concoct something to lie. Like, like I said, if I have a good enough reason, then I will. Like, if it's you know, like I said, a bill or even something silly. Like, I might lie about something silly like, no, I didn't buy a scratch-off ticket, and I did. I mean, that's just dumb lies to me. But I feel like, why lie? You know what I mean? Like, that's like a man going out knowing he has a woman at home and saying that he's single. For what? I mean, we know the obvious reason. Because evidently you wanted to cheat. But, I mean, like, why even lie? Why stay in that relationship? Why just not get out of it? Like, why continue to lie? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It just really doesn't. So, um, I'm just going to leave you guys with that for a minute because I'm about to get dinner ready. Uh, we am going to have steak, salads today. We might not have salads. We might just have steak, cheese, and fries. I haven't decided just yet. I mean, well, the kids might just have that, and I might add my own salad on I mean, my own lettuce, whatever. I'm not certain yet. But I am about to go cook. Then I got to clean my room, which is just lovely, you know. But I'll talk to you guys very soon. Thank you to my sponsors, Anchor and Brandless. Check them out. I appreciate you guys sponsoring me. I'll be talking to you guys a little bit later, and thank you for tuning in to Tea Time with Courtney. Talk to you soon. So hello, and welcome back to the Tea Time with Courtney. I told you guys I was going to try to do another podcast tonight, and it's kind of late, but I'm still up. I don't really know why. Mine um, won't shut up, basically. And it's crazy because I had recorded a podcast earlier today, and for some reason, I guess God was like, yeah, Court, you need to redo that, because um, somehow I deleted it. I don't know how I did because it was a good... Time I was talking, so I don't even know how I did it, but I did it, and so now I'm back. And uh, what I was talking about in that podcast, anyway, I'll just touch briefly on um, what I was basically talking about is words and how your words can definitely change a situation for the better or the worse. How the tone of your voice or the content and the words you use, and so funny because that's what we use at work, tone and content. Uh, it, it could all just make a situation either worse or better because, you know, they always say for every action there's a reaction. Well, every time you talk to someone a certain way, there's always either, you know, someone totally understands it or they misunderstand it. Like, you know, you could tell, like, somebody, shut up and be joking or, like, or serious, or you could be like, shut up. And he said, like, it's all in your tone and how you basically deliver it. So it's like you have to watch how you say things sometimes to people, especially because, you know, you'll never know when your first impression is going to be your last impression. You know, it's like sometimes you just might not be able to put a finger on it right away. You're like, I just don't like that person. And you're sitting there trying to think of reasons why you should like this person, but... That first impression just stuck with you. You're like, yeah, no, I don't like that person. And it's like, you try. You might even be like, you know what? Let me put effort to like this person because maybe it's someone you're related to or someone that you're related to is with. You know, we can't always like our family because, you know, we can't. That's one thing we can't pick. We can't pick our family, really. So, you know. Maybe it's a long lost cousin. You're like, ugh, she gets on my nerves or he gets on my nerves. But you try to figure out every way in the world to like him because that's your relative. And then you're like, you know what? I don't have to like him, love him. So I just let it be like that. Or it could be like a coworker where you're like, I'm gonna try to like this person, but then every day they do something where you're like, mm, I don't like them. And in my job, I always. Um, we we crack jokes and we we say that my team is like the island and we'll uh vote you off the island and it's just something we we'll do but it's like sometimes i really think yeah we should definitely vote them off the island because they need to go but you know um, like i said you can't always pick your family Well, you can not always pick your family period but sometimes you can't pick your coworkers either And it's like, I have some coworkers that listen to my podcast and I appreciate you guys. You know who you are. And then they also know who I'm probably like, yeah, we need to kick them off the island. They know who I'm talking about too, because they definitely can relate to what I'm saying. But like I was saying though, you know, your words have a way of always either like sticking in someone's head or being forgettable. So it's like, I always want to be that person that sticks in your head but good way, you know, not a bad way. I don't want somebody to be like, oh, I can't stand Courtney, and da-da-da-da-da. I don't want that. I want to be the person that people are like, you know what, Courtney's really a good person. Even my enemies are like, you know, I don't know why they don't like this girl, because she really didn't do anything to me, or whatever the case may be. I'm just using an example. But it's like, you know, like I said, you just have to watch how you use your words, because your words can cut someone like a knife without even, you know, like you're not hurting them with a the knife, but they can. And I feel like that's why a lot of these kids are getting bullied and committing suicide like they are, because it's like people don't know how deep their words can cut sometimes. And, you know, a lot of these kids um, are kind of like, not to be rude, but they're kind of like weak minded. And, uh, you know, they're impressionable. And if, okay, say they were brought up in a sheltered home where they only know one way of everything's going on and they've never been exposed to outside life. They're very impressionable, and they might have a weaker mind only because they don't know any different. They might have been homeschooled for years, and then now they're in a public school where everything around them is totally different and they're trying to belong, they're trying to fit in. And then they're not. And then there's that one person who likes to talk about their outfit or talk about their hair or talk about their shoes every day. And then it's like there might be a person that stands up for that person or there might just be everybody that stands around and laughs. And then a couple of days, a couple of weeks, you hear about that kid killing herself and you're like, well, you know why. Because so-and-so was, you know what I mean? It's like, it's sad. Because I feel like when I was a child, I only heard like a a couple people committing suicide that I might have known or knew of. But now it's like just, it's running rampant. And it's like, sometimes I can see, I mean, now, don't get it twisted. If I ever say I committed suicide, y'all better investigate. Because I'm not killing myself. But I'm saying I can underst I'm not. I can't understand that. I can see why certain people might do it only because they, like I said, they're weak-minded in the sense where, or they're either weak-minded or stressed out, or you know what I mean. Like it's like they just can't handle life. Now, like I said, it's not going to be me, but that's besides the point. We're not talking about just me. Like for instance, my daughter's in pre-K, and there's a little girl she goes to school with. Of course, I'm not going to say her name, but her mother, me and her mother are friends, and her mother told me that there's a little girl in the classroom that almost every day tells her daughter that she's ugly, her hair is ugly, her clothes are ugly, everything about her is ugly. And I said, you need to tell your daughter to bust her in the mouth, but you know, nowadays schools... Have the green card, red card, yellow card, and these kids are so worried about not getting a green card that they're scared to do certain things. Like I've had to get on my little one, like, listen, don't let nobody do this to you, or don't and I had to tell her, listen, if you get a red or yellow card, mommy's not gonna be mad at you because when it's treasure box day or it should have been treasure box day, I'll buy you something. Because I'm not gonna have my children be bullied. My order three. I know that they're not to be bullied, they're not the type to be bullied and when it's ever like a kid ever like even attempted they found out the hard way, but that's besides the point as well. But it's like okay, see so that little girl that I'm talking about doesn't have anybody at home that's telling her she's beautiful and that she could do everything she wants to or that, you know, that what the little girl is saying is not true and that little girl must not be getting, you know, a lot of attention or love at home. Like, what if she don't have that? You know, this little girl's young and a very impressionable age. What if she doesn't have that support system at home? Then what happens to her? And then the little girl is calling her that. What kind of support system does she have at home? Because usually it starts at home. Like, maybe they're at home making fun of her, and her only way of, you know, even getting over that is to make fun of others. And I'm not saying what she's doing is right by no means. But my point is, sometimes bullying, just like racism, is usually learned. Like, it's not something that kids just be like, you know what, I'm going to go to school and bully this kid. That's not usually how things like that happen. They're either being bullied at school and they're like, you know, this is the way we do things at home, so why, what's wrong with it? Or, like I said, you know, just like like I said, being a racist. Like... That's that's all taught at home, either if they might not be like, like like uh really taught it, but if they see it and it's learned, then there you go, the cycle begins. And then I see I hear a lot of people say, "Well, I hope all the racist white people have mixed children, mixed grandchild children." That's what they deserve, and I'm still thinking like I don't I'm not be the last one to say that. Because my fear is, okay, so the grandparents' races, how they gonna treat that grandchild? Are they gonna be like mean or abusive to that grandchild because that grandchild is of different race than them? Like that's what my fear is. Like people a lot of people will say, I hope they do, but the whole thing is What's that child's upbringing going to be like? Like, do they do their parents have to keep them away from their grandparent because they're racist, or does that grandparent be around that child and then abuse that child maybe not physically but mentally? See, everybody needs to realize words, like I said, words boy, they are definitely something that, like I said, they could bring you up or they could bring you down, and it's like. I feel like since I've been working in customer service, I feel like I'm starting to be a little nicer. Like, I find myself being nicer to other people. And usually, when I'm nicer to other people, I get the niceness back. Now, when I don't, then it makes me mad. I'm not going to lie, because it's like, geez, how hard is it to say excuse me? How hard is it to say thank you? I mean, it's just little things. like, And those little things, you know, like, I always feel like, I try to be nice to somebody because we don't know what that person's been going through that whole day. Maybe they need that little somebody to say, hey, how you doing? Or have a good day or something, just some kind of words of encouragement or something. You don't know what that person might need. Like, seriously. And I feel like if we are nicer to each other, we'd have a much better world. I mean, quietness is kept. You know, there's a lot of things going on that. We might be like, you know, what is really going on in this world? But I feel like the first thing we could do is just smile at a person or say hello to a person. Say, have a good day to somebody. Say, excuse me. Say, thank you. Say, you're welcome. You know, engage in a conversation with somebody you know looks like they're having a bad day. I said, well, hey, how you doing? They might be having the worst day in the world, but because you asked them how they were doing, they felt like somebody cared, and you might have stopped that person from going to committing suicide. I mean, it might not ever be that major, but it might be, and you just don't realize it. So my whole thing is, like I said, words. Words are very, very important. Like, you can't, like I said, they can cut deep, or they might just heal that wound that you didn't know someone had, all by being nice. But I'm about to go to sleep because I gotta get up in a couple hours, get these kids up and everything. I just wanted to leave you guys with that. So have a wonderful night, have a good morning, hope you have a productive day. And you know, start the day off with a good, you know, on a good foot. And thank you guys for tuning in. Please continue to tune in. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all my listeners. I appreciate my sponsors, Anchor and Brandless. Please continue to listen. Like I said, I encourage all criticism, whether good, bad, indifferent. I would appreciate feedback. And, uh, you know, just have a wonderful day. Thank you.